0: Hey, everybody. This is my sixth official podcast, I think. I don't know, somewhere in there. Uh, I'm here with my roommate, Brandon, and uh, we just decided to fire it up. Let's do it.
1: Say hello, Brandon. What's up, guys? It's Brandon. Let me move this a little bit closer to you. So Dan, I wanted to talk to you about the idea tonight of like where do I land, maybe politically? Sure. As you know, I'm not a very political person. Yeah, that's that's on is a there. big time spectrum
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So large scale operation that's on there, and kind of want to talk to you about it. over like the last like weeks to months that's on there. I don't know if I identify more, and I and I know you hate the political party system of left or right. Oh, I hate that shit. I yeah. know that's on there. But I'm going to tell you like three or four things that I feel really strong about and you tell me where i kind of land
0: yeah the continuum yeah yeah
1: i got you so one thing i have completely um identified with is that you get what you work for that's on there okay that's why i like the idea of working in you know a full sales commission job yeah i mean that's on there you get what you work for yeah okay you reap what you sow um the second thing is i identify more with the balance i don't know if you want to call it like The median income, but I don't like the idea of low and high. And then explain a little further into that. What do you mean? So I don't know if that's like against capitalism, or I just feel like I'm for the. You talking about the
0: wealth inequality between? Yeah, uh, I identify
1: more with the idea of like a middle class. Like that is what is going to have continued success. Well, it is the backbone of the country, and
0: the depleting of the middle class is. One of the biggest problems facing America right now, uh, even I'd say even probably bigger than the coronavirus itself, due to new evidence that it's not killing people.
1: And where do you think that started, and how, where do we where are we at with that today?
0: The degrading of the middle class.
1: Yeah, like explain to oh. me, like where do you I mean,
0: bro? Um, where do you even start, right? Um, it's more so. What's happening is the top one percent. Right? Say, right. like, the Walmarts, the Amazons, the... You name a co- name a company, right? Apple is another one. But shout out to Apple. GarageBand, baby. But um, the top 1%, they're filtering out the, the wealth of the middle class. And it's partly due to them influencing politicians to make it easier for them to do that. Okay. But it's also partly due to the middle class America not being financially smart, too. You know, like... Self-inventory. There's... It's a two-way road, you know. Just like anything in life, you know. What I mean, anybody can can go out and spout so many numbers that the top one percent is taking away all the all the money out of the middle class. But at the same time, you got to look at it like the middle class has the exact same opportunities as the mega rich. You sure. know, like they're working within the same system. Yeah, it might be rigged in the richest favor, but there's still steps you could take to not get. Such to not uh, there's steps the middle class could take to get there. You yeah. know, like you know what I mean. Like uh, I'm reading this book that Luke gave me. It's called Set for Life, and it I've already known most of the principles, but it just kind of like awakened it a little bit more in me that
1: I like to read that after you done. It's a fantastic I I book, dude. Idea. Yeah,
0: um, but basically what it says is live frugally, save up a bunch of fucking money, and buy wealth. Don't fucking finance anything, really. I mean, don't get yourself all caught up in, like, the luxuries of life. You know, you don't need a new Lexus if you can just get a Toyota. You know, you don't... I I made that mistake buying my Nissan. I didn't need that fucking... I didn't need a 2017 Nissan. Remember that thing?
1: Yeah, Yeah, the
0: best thing I ever ever did was give that thing to my mom and then trade it for her 03 Santa Fe. Best thing I ever did. All I've had to do so far is put new brakes on there and... It doesn't have as good a gas mileage, but I'm still saving myself four hundred and seventy odd dollars a month. But
1: you would, you—I think you and I would agree both that, like you, I agree with your decision, but that I mean you could afford it.
0: I could have afforded it,
1: yeah. But there was also a better decision that was out there too, as well.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, like most people get caught up in the in the money making, uh, in the money trap is what I like to call it. So basically, like. People think they constantly need to earn more and more money to sustain to sustain their lifestyle, which is the opposite. You need to just cut back your lifestyle to where you can live within your means and put away at least half your paycheck every every month. I kind
1: I kind of agree with both of those, but what I will say is, is, as I've gotten older, I think it's more. It is important to earn more and do more, but I think what's more important is how do you spend your money.
0: Oh yeah, that's the biggest. That's the biggest part. I mean. Like for uh, for example like exactly the Toyota and Lexus thing, you know, like yeah. get yourself a nice economy car until you can afford that fucking nice one. You know, like uh, what, uh there's a famous quote out there what was it like, uh you'll never make so you'll never get wealthy working for somebody else. Something like, I think I might be butchering that we line. We've had that but conversation, yeah. though. The, the only person who's truly wealthy is a man who works for himself. I think mm. that's closer to what that's the line
1: That's like is. why now is uh, I'm realizing that more and more is you've got to find an avenue to where you're, you're not looking towards the next one, two, three, four paychecks. Yeah. You've got to find that long-term income. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I mean, yeah. yeah, and you need passive incomes, too. Yeah. So, like, what I'm doing right now with you being my roommate in my house is you're paying for half my mortgage. Right? Yeah. About a third, uh, a third of my mortgage. You know, yeah. it's like
1: well, I'd rather pay you than a landlord. That, well, yeah, I appreciate that. I might get there someday, but right now it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and
0: and I, I'm every single day I'm thinking like I have another room I could rent out and I could have my mortgage paid for. I could live for free. Sure. You know, and it's like that is an opportunity cost that I'm trying to mitigate right now. Yeah. Um. But back to the thing is. I uh, you're talking about making more and more money. How you do that is by getting away from wage-paying work. You know, okay. because wage-paying work are getting taxed at thirty some percent. Yeah, thirty-three percent for most middle inco- uh, middle America people. If you take what you would have made, so say like you have like fifty thousand dollars in the bank, right, or something right. like that. Put that shit into a stock uh, stock market account or like an index fund or something and live off the capital gains on said money, then that's only taxed at capital uh, capital gains tax, which is at like 13% or something crazy. Like you're saving 20% on taxes alone, and you don't even have to work for that money.
1: <laughs> so are we saying like the idea of more of that middle class is operating on the uh, under the assumption that you've got to find a way to... Somehow work for yourself versus somebody else?
0: That's exactly it. Okay. Like, um, Essentially, like somewhere down the road, I don't know where, I haven't really looked too far into this, but somewhere, probably post-World War II to now, middle-class middle America has been sold on the fact of the American dream. I'm putting that in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what they think the American dream is, is retiring when you're 65. Why? You know, I want to be. I want to be financially independent before I'm fucking fifty. You know, i I'm, my goal is forty. That'll be a year and a ele- uh, what is it? It'll be eleven, eleven years. Yeah, I plan on being financially independent, and that's a multimillionaire. I plan on doing that. And You know how? I'm telling. You, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give away my secrets right now. I don't even give a shit. But basically, I'm. I'm I just got a job offer. Uh, selling insurance for for my insurance agent, okay. and that's pure commission. So it's a, it's a like you said, commission based pay. Yeah, it's it's you you, you get, get, what, you you, you what, get you what you earn. Sell. Yeah, you get what you earn. And uh, once I get that license, I'm getting my real estate license at the same time. So what I'm doing is I'm going to do real estate on the on the side, uh, part time. Everybody I sell a house to, I'm going to sell insurance to.
1: Right.
0: Eventually, I want to flip that. So I want to sell real estate full time and then sell insurance to everybody I sell a, a, a house to. So, and that's scalable. It's a scalable business. So it's, so the more I work, the harder I work, the more clients I get, the more money I make. And it's, there's no like commission caps or anything like that to where, um, like for example, I don't have somebody over my shoulder constantly putting the thumb down on me a cut in my commissions like some like a company i used to work for
1: best career decision that my dad did was in his mid-30s i think i was 11 or 12 and i remember the day coming out he was working for like a tax consultant he was like an accountant yeah is i mean he, he had his degree and everything but he said i'm gonna pursue real estate he said like, he basically he to told me minutes. the idea he's like i gotta work for something on my own mm-hmm.
0: work for yourself yeah yeah yep, that's the only way to actually uh, to Create true wealth until like unless you're putting away your max contributions into your 401k, yeah, and then you can cash that out when you're 65. Fuck that. <laughs> There's no guarantees you're making it till tomorrow. You know, like yeah. I ain't wait till I'm 65 to cash in. Fuck
1: and I don't, don't want to be that guy if I do reach old age, that's just sitting around doing nothing. No
0: way. Yeah, you you're in the prime of your life right now, and why would you waste it at a job you fucking hate? Dude, it was
1: already, and you know, like I'm an introvert, but like. During like the whole quarantine thing or whatever, I like wanted to just because like everyone was doing. It, I was like, I want to go do more stuff. What do you mean? Like, like I wanted to go like go to more places. That's on the oh, travel. Right, yeah, yeah, okay, got gotcha. you. That's on there. Like, I wanted to be out like side more and just like do stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm the I'm the exact same way. I'm perfectly content whether I'm down here alone playing video games or some shit or just right. fucking around on my computer. Or if I'm out doing things, uh, like at a concert or something, I'm perfectly fine with either one of those. Yeah. But being forced to be at home made me want to go do out other things, you know.
1: I'm gonna move on to the next idea that oh, I yeah. think I like. We, we oh right, yeah, that's how we that were starting on. So the next idea that I think I abide with is that I want less government in my life. Wow, like that's on there.
0: Okay. As in what way?
1: Um, I think in like ways when it comes to my money, um, okay. to with like decisions of what I can't and can't do that's on there.
0: Like this curfew?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, dude. that. I, curfew I, rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, right? it does. I mean...
0: Like if... I, that's what I'm outraged about, to be honest with you. Like, fuck you for telling me I can't be out till I... And till then the,
1: the third piece is... I I guess I don't know where I exactly land on this, but, like, the idea of right now where, you know, you can only be at 50% max of, like, your business that's on there.
0: Oh, like a half-capacity kind of thing?
1: And and I agree there should be some sort of resemblance of, like, health and safety measure that's on there, too, as well. Yeah,
0: I mean, you have public safety up in that, which I'm kind of leaning more towards just be safe, you know? Right.
1: and take and be out at your own risk. Well, let's let's say like right now, the it was still shut down. Like you could not have like any, shelter in place kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Like what if it, you say it was right now like that? Then how are how are these restaurants? How are these stores? Like how are they going to survive? That's the thing is they won't.
0: <laughs> you know, like. um like we, my my restaurant for example, Nighthawks Cafe, open Tuesday through Sunday. <laughs> Best breakfast in town. Come eat it. Every time I do that, I'm trying to get my mom to pay me fifty bucks. <laughs> but no. Anyways, at at the at Nighthawks, um, we're fortunate. We're the only game in town for a long distance. You know, like we're the only place in that area. And we got most of our business back when we opened back up, which was phenomenal. Nice. Nice. Very, very lucky. Very fortunate. And we have the best customers in the world. You know, very loyal customer base. And they come in every single day. And they come in for most of the, the community aspect of it. You know, they like each other. They like us. They like the food. And food's cheap. It's an so experience. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, they're coming in because they want to get get out of their house kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So, we got very fortunate with getting our money back. but Or getting our, our customer base back. We're... Maybe like 70% back. We're not 100% back yet. We're not full force. Mm. But like that was expected. I was expecting to be way less. I was expecting like 25 to 30% back. But we're actually upwards of 70. So that's, that's fantastic. But my point is we're a very small percentage. Most restaurants are struggling hardcore right now. And it's... Not looking pretty for a lot of them.
1: So, my question to you is, is, like, where does it land for government to, like, how does it land for you for government to, like, instill the free will decision versus, I guess, like, the barricading you to where you have to do this?
0: I hate the fact that the government can tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah. I absolutely hate it to my core. You know, Almost. I get I get what they're trying to say. Like I think this is a special circumstance. I think I'm i I'm okay with about ninety percent of what they do, what they're doing. Okay. Just because we were hearing the horror stories out of China and Italy. You know? Oh yeah, man. Like we were hearing well, horrific stories out of the, out of them two countries. And we're like, Oh my god, it's here. Oh my god, what are we doing and it was just full on panic mode.
1: As bad as it can be here at some times, you know, that's on there. Yeah. Go listen to those stories. And yeah. It'll flip your world upside down.
0: Exactly. And we were making policy decisions based on them, which I, I fully understand where they're coming from, you know, but now we have to understand that we, these policies are now in place and we didn't look at, uh, unintended consequences down the road. You know, we just like, we got to full-on stop the economy right now so we don't kill everybody, every citizen in the United States. Right. Now, it's like, well, we better not tank our economy because, therefore, that might cost more lives than the actual coronavirus is doing.
1: With every decision, there's consequences, good or bad, yeah. or somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And I think, as a nation, I'm obviously no medical expert, but I've done research on this stuff, I guess. But I've researched, you know. Hearing shit around. Um, And I think we should, as a country, just take a step back and realize okay, it's not as bad as it could have been. Let's start opening shit back up and see where it goes. You know? And I think this protest probably fucked that up. I think these protests around the nation are probably going to lock us down for even longer. Just because I think it's going
1: to spike and more people are going to die. So what do you say to the person, like to the idea, because there's people out there that think this, that it's more to the idea of opening up too soon versus the protest in regards to maybe cases spiking? One more time. What do you say to the person that believes that cases are going to spike more from the effect of the economy, quote unquote, opening up too early? Versus the idea of the protest.
0: Well, clearly the, the fear for the coronavirus went out the window when you have that many fucking people out in one spot breathing each other's air. Granted, the science is out that it does it doesn't um, fare well with UV light. You know, so when you're out in the sun and shit, like it's very—I guess it's very hard to have it transmittable, so it doesn't survive very well with the sun, in the sun, mm-hmm. which is counterintuitive to this whole stay-at-home order. Go outside, people. You know, like, why the fuck can't I be on a trail? You know, why can't I be at a park if it, if it doesn't fare well? Dude, doctors were
1: saying the best thing you can do is get, you know, your vitamin D by running outside. Exactly. And- like, yeah.
0: La- that whole... Did you watch that... Did you listen to that Joe Rogan one with yeah. uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick? I half of it. Yeah, dude. Like, that was enlightening. Why the hell are the government officials not bringing people on like that? You know, why are they not having press conferences with, uh, with her and other... Fucking doctors like her, who are Mm -hmm. on the forefront of this research. Instead, they have Doctor Fauci going out there and just spreading panic to everybody. You know, like they have the they're saying, "Holy shit! Look at the new numbers. Stay at home. That's all we got for you. Sorry. How about we fix things? (laughs) You know, like how about
1: we focus on each other's health instead of never solves anything right away.
0: Exactly. And it's and and like I said, the unintended consequences down the road are going to be. God awful You know I think we We're headed towards A depression I really do And The only way We got out of uh, The first depression Was World War Two, Right <laughs> I mean Fuck So I mean I don't know how We're going to fix it I really don't and then the If other, we even do
1: And the other thing That you would be able To educate me on Is yeah. The idea I don't understand The levels to Taxes Like on there I feel like Taxes, I don't know where I land on it as far as everyone should be taxed the same versus everybody should not be taxed the same. And that's very broad, but... Uh, what do you mean? Uh, when it, like, taxes, like, how does it become somebody who gets paid over $100,000 versus somebody that's below that? How does it work versus oh, tax somebody, like, brackets a business mean? versus a like, church?
0: Like the capital gains thing
1: I was talking about earlier? Yes. Okay. Um, and what, what was the question behind it, though? Like, what... The question behind it, I guess, is I'm asking, is how do you, how should the tax system work? Hmm.
0: That's a loaded question, man. I have fuck. I have no idea, to be honest with you. This is,
1: but well, okay. Let me let me dumb it down. Should somebody that is making, let's say, fifty thousand dollars a year, medium he's medium. got he's got he's got a he's got a family. Sure. and three kids okay. and then we'll go the other route we've got another person that's making $120,000 that's a single girl okay. should they both be taxed the same or should they be taxed different it depends on what, what school of thought you uh, you fall under I
0: don't know I don't really have an opinion on this um, I guess the first, first way you can think about it is there should just be a flat tax. Just everybody should be paid. That just should be taxed the exact same. Like okay. everybody does their fair share. If you, there's a ten percent tax on everybody, say something for example, the fifty thousand person would pay five thousand dollars in tax. The hundred twenty thousand person would pay 12000 dollars in taxes, and it'd be it'd be fair for both of them, okay. you know. Um, and I think it'd be it'd be a super simple way to do it. We would no longer need the IRS. We wouldn't need a whole fucking Revenue collecting service uh, so to do that.
1: Do you think the bigger issue is not so much the percentage of taxes, you know, money, or is it just how is that money being used?
0: That's a whole another question too. Is I think we should have an itemized receipt for how our taxes are being used. You know, like um, for you, you go to the grocery store, you get a fucking a receipt this long for I mean, for exactly what you bought. Right, I think you should have the exact same uh, sort of scenario with where my taxes are being spent. You know, like I would feel a lot more, a lot more comfortable spending more money in taxes if I knew exactly where it was going.
1: Okay.
0: You know, Um, but going back to the tax bracket thing, though, like why certain people pay more versus other people, it. It's more so through manipulation, you know what I mean. So like, gotcha. like what the true reason for taxes, or I guess besides obviously funding government projects, is manipulation of the markets. You know, like um, say they don't want you to smoke any more cigarettes, or they want to make a fuck ton of money on marijuana or something. Okay, they tax the absolute fuck out of it and make as much money as they can of it because they know we're going to smoke it anyways. Right? Right? So, but if say they want you to drink more alcohol, they'll lower the taxes on that. So it it works both ways. So that's what the true, that's what taxes are truly meant for in my opinion is they're used to manipulate markets and people and, and, and people's behaviors. But I think it'd be more efficient to tax everybody the same, just have like a national sales tax or something. Therefore, you don't even have to worry about undocumented workers or undocumented aliens or whatever you fucking want to call them, right? Yeah. Um, the whatever the undocumented people in, the, in this nation. They're still going to be paying taxes because if there's a national sales tax, say you just have a federal tax of 10% and you buy $100 worth of groceries, you're giving $10 to the government no matter what, no matter if you're un, uh, undocumented or not. You know, and then that way, you, and that that way, you wouldn't need a whole fucking IRS to fucking be a boogeyman on people. You know. Yeah. But yeah, so far, what you're talking about, uh, all the everything you've said, is making you making me think you you're leaning a lot more not necessarily conservative like in the sure like Fox News conservative. You know, <laughs> it's more so like you're more libertarian. You're more like don't trade on me kind of kind of style. You know, yeah. like. Fuck you, government! Don't tell me what the fuck to do. I'll, I'll I'll be okay regardless of what you what you want. Right. But, um,
1: so what would you tell a person that, with that thought behind it, libertarian? Where would you tell them to seek more information to get more educated, or to see you know opposite views?
0: Um, fuck YouTube. Yeah. YouTube the shit out of your issues. Yeah. Um, start finding people you like that's what I did. I mean, you, you should, yeah, I should do a couple of media, that's for sure. No way. No fucking way. Uh, anybody listening to this, if you are currently watching Fox news, CNN or MSNBC or any of the other major news outlets, stop now for real. They, they lie to you. They're playing, they're playing on the same team. They're, they work for the same fucking people. They just, they're fucking herding cattle into the slaughterhouse. That's all the media, all the major media outlets are doing uh, right now. Um, Anyways, but not a non-alternative, or non-mainstream media, like alternative media, would be your best bet. would be like, um, I think you would really like Ben Shapiro's. Okay. Uh, ben Shapiro's a really, really smart guy. I like him a lot. I don't agree with almost anything he says. Okay. <laughs> but, like, I love listening to him because... His content? He, his Yeah, exactly. He, he, he produces really good content, and... And challenges a lot of my beliefs I hold. So therefore, I'm like, it either makes mine stronger or it just completely uh, destroys mine and I have to think of a new way around it or I adopt his view of it, you know? Like, um, I use, I I listen to him on certain topics just to kind of more solidify what I have to think, what I think about, you know what I mean?
1: Okay, I've got like two final questions for you. One was the, in, in our lifetime, we're both the same age, When was the best Government time Or presidential time That we had Shout out by the way To 91 babies Yeah 1991 son (laughs) Um We haven't had good
0: At all We haven't had good government Since we were born Okay That's fair Um So the least shitty
1: Don't We've already We've already had this discussion We don't think that way yeah so I'll, I'll go to question number two then I have for you since that's a fair answer we've never really had one we never had a good government yet. okay so number two if we are to ever find that sometime in our lifetime how long does it take or what's needed to happen in order for continued success for that
0: Ooh, fuck another voted question um let's see here First of all, we got to identify what is success, you know, like if we go back to like the uh, middle class America, if if rebuilding that and giving our like our auto workers and our fucking uh, skilled trade workers back. Yeah. Um, and actually building a, a respectable middle class that, that makes more than fifty thousand dollars a year. Our middle class should be way more than that. It should be like sixty to hundred and twenty. That should be our middle class uh But if wrong, but if class. we identify
1: that as the success point sure. that's on there, what how is How do we keep it? Yeah, how do we keep it? Instead of going
0: investments in education investments in uh the STEM fields and not these fucking liberal arts fucking shit. You know, these social justice warriors are doing nothing but hurting the cause. You know, like these people who are just virtue signaling left and right and you know, screaming and shutting people down. Those are the fucking people that are uh hurting us at our generation, I should say. Um because they're so fucking idealistic and which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I'm not saying being idealistic is a bad thing. I'm just saying that they're so idealistic, it's taken over their identity. And therefore, if you challenge them, you're challenging them as a person. Yeah. So they try and shut you down from challenging them because they don't want to be. They don't want their feelings hurt. You know, like those social, social justice warriors just absolutely annoy me to no end. Um, and uh, how do we keep continued success of middle class America if it ever comes to be? Would be, like I said, education in the STEM fields, which is science, technology, education and
1: mathematics. Absolutely, man.
0: Uh, And um, bringing back our skilled trades. So like plumbers, electricians, welders. Uh, Truckers are kind of going out the wayside now because of automation and shit. But like um, coders, you know, like uh, development and software technology and uh, AI. You know, like I think that might be huge. Right now, America doesn't really produce anything. We just we're a service service economy at the moment. So like,
1: but we're not a producer.
0: Yeah, I think we need to start producing things again. We need to make made in America worth something again. You know, like I think that'd be the best way to bring middle class America back. Made in America. And um, yeah, that's and then continue that would be just more and more investments in 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 education. That's the biggest thing I think.
1: Alright, Dan, well I appreciate you letting me come on the podcast today. You, you we'll wanna... dice it up a couple other different ones, but you kinda made me feel a little bit better about myself on um, my politics and where I land on there, man.
0: Yeah. I mean just keep educating yourself. That's I mean, be a, a lifelong learner, dude. That's the only way to do it. You know, people get out of school and they think that they can just coast through the rest of their life. Nah. You gotta you gotta fucking Keep on learning. Gotcha. Crazy out. That's a great way to end it. Later. So Brandon and I kept talking after and I decided to turn it back on because we were producing some pretty damn good content so here we go for the second part of the conversation. you love your parents? Yep. Yeah. Good. Me too. But I hate the fucking boomer generation.
1: I couldn't agree more with you man.
0: Yeah. I know they're. Uh, they think that they're just like God's gift, you know. Like they just think that everything they did
1: was perfect and that uh, and they can't do anything wrong, kind of thing. You know, because oh, so when I was a, when we were a child, right? You and I both played sports, right? So I started playing sports when I was like four or five years old, and you know, you start developing, you know, stuff at a young age as far as like thinking, and then I was like, why? Am I getting a medal for? Oh my god! Just like being here or whatever. I was like, you this want is to talk cool. participation trophies,
0: <laughs> motherfuckers, dude? Like, uh, technically, our parents aren't the ge- uh, boomer generation because like, that'd be the baby boomers. Okay, but that would have been like nineteen, like that'd been like right after World War II. Technically, so it'd been like our grandparents would have been more, more so the boomers. But okay. Either way, I know what generation you're talking about. Just yeah. for cl- I'm just doing that for clarity on the podcast. But um, yeah, you're talking about fucking helicopter parents and and fucking uh, participation trophies, dude. Those two things made our generation so goddamn entitled that they just think that they deserve anything without doing any work.
1: Having said that, I love our generation.
0: <laughs> Can't
1: agree more, man, you know. dude. I have. I almost bought this shirt. It says "Pro Y. I mean "Pro Millennial." Oh, okay. I didn't it. know that it was like okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean,
0: I I think our generation is literally going to change the future, or change, uh, uh
1: change the future. So, I have change this the course of history. Right? I have this weird theory Go on. that we're not going to see any sort of like major change. Until there is a millennial in the White House. Really? I don't know why. I just have like a weird. When do you think a millennial will be in the White House? So we're in our late, we're in our late twenties. That's on there. I think we're about another ten to fifteen years away. Ten, so we'll be what? That'll be forty-five,
0: fifty. They'll be that's forty, like, forty to fifty years. Very young president. Yeah. Think about that. Obama was one of the youngest ones, and how old was he? I guess I can look it up right now. Uh, I mean I Trump would... is in his seventies, Biden's yeah. in his seventies, so we're not gonna have any you... don't necessarily don't think that you have to vote for either one of those two. Vote your fucking
1: conscience. Don't vote the lesser of two evils. Um, you would know this statistic and I'd be kinda curious on it. In relation to like millennials voting now versus when our parents, you know, generation voted at our age, who votes more? Oh, know? uh the older generation. Okay.
0: Big time. Unless the, unless the uh, younger generation gets inspired, you know, like um, Obama's first term, yeah. that was probably the highest young, young voter turnout ever, you know, and, and it's, I don't know what happens, but somewhere between like 25 and 45, you know, that's a big time frame, but um, somewhere in there, something clicks that, oh shit, I can actually change the outcomes of elections and they actually go out and vote. Nowadays, and I, I'm right there with them, the kids don't think that they have any sort of power, but they do. If you're over 18 years old, you have all the power you need. I used to be one of those people. Yeah. Right? I will sit here and say I used to be one of those people. If you don't vote, you don't get to bitch, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, uh, this is the product of not voting. You have the shit you have now. That's the product of not voting your conscience. You know, like, just because we have a fucking idiot and a, and a, and a, and a groper, you can d- dictate which one's which, you know, um, uh, that, that's the Republican and Democratic nominees, you don't have to vote for them. Yeah. You don't have to vote for either one of them. Get that into your thick fucking skulls. You've been here. if you're Democrat, you've been hearing blue no matter who. That's bullshit. I'm not yelling at you, I'm yelling at the podcasters, Damn. by the way. <laughs> um, don't vote blue no matter who. Vote whoever the fuck you want. If you want to write in Mickey Mouse, write in fucking Mickey Mouse, dude. I don't think... I, it's the dumbest logic I've ever heard. If you're not vote for Biden, your vote it's a vote for Trump. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I couldn't bring myself to, uh, to vomit on a fucking... Ballot last election Because I couldn't stand Hillary And I couldn't stand Trump So I just fucking vote The Green Party Who the fuck that was Jill Stein That's who that fucking was And because Fuck it She's a scientist You know I'd rather have her Than either one of them two fucks You know And obviously we got the worst Of the two I think But either way Like It's not my fault That Trump
1: That Trump got elected It's the people who fucking uh, It's Hillary for not Well Also to the people that, like, right now that did vote for Trump, but they did that out of that theory that's out there, the lesser evil that's on there. Yeah. How many uh, people are sitting here today and they're like, Hmm, I just got duped by
0: a billionaire. You know, that's what most people who voted Trump thought. I know, I know certain people that are that way. Yeah, it's like, well, and I get the appeal Trump had, dude. Like, he was like, I'm going to be the grenade to the system. I'm going to drain the swamp, or whatever the fuck those fucking terms were. And you know what? He took the fucking gloves off and started punching these politicians in the face, and they had no idea what to do.
1: I'm going to get kind of back to the idea of what we're talking millennial versus the boomer. Um, What are like two or three things that you like about that generation and dislike, and then what are two or three things that you like about the millennial generation and you don't like about the millennial generation? What I absolutely,
0: 150% hate about my, our parents and grandparents' generation is the fact that they made psychedelics illegal. Okay. Uh, there's so much research, and even was back in the time, of, how, of the medicinal effects of, like, say, LSD or um, psilocybin mushrooms, all of the, like, all the psychedelics, uh, dimethyltryptamine, all of them. They all have uh, properties that could be used uh, medicinally, if, if said needed. Okay. Yet they schedule one, all of them. It was just a sweeping drug act in the 1960s or 70s, whichever one it was. Good. good. I have a question. Would uh, marijuana be Marijuana under was under it. that. Okay. Yeah. And it's and it's just like, there was no fucking reason for it. Yeah. No reason for it other than the fact it was a war on drugs. I'm putting that shit in quotation marks again. And, like... The and it was just it's just a shit show what uh, doing that because now we're sixty years behind in research that we could be using that these that human beings have been using for thousands of years before that you know okay. there's obviously some value to these things you know entire religions were built on these uh,
1: drugs so like that is what number one I fucking a lot hate. of a lot of people oh, have a, they uh, the word drugs though they have all the negative connotation
0: oh really well caffeine's a fucking drug.
1: Yeah, alcohol is a drug.
0: I mean, Tylenol is a drug. The the, the negative connotation is just in your own head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I'm not yelling at you. I'm I yelling don't. At, the, at the hypothetical <laughs> person you just gave me. Um, but um, but what I do like what they do. Fuck, I, don't, I can't really think of anything. That I like about their generation, to be honest, with you. Go with
1: another negative, then. I say I want two or three things. So go with another negative. Another negative would be
0: how ridiculously huge their egos are. You know, like they think their shit don't stink. You know, like they're they think they're God's gift to the earth. You know, at least the Boomer generation, not necessarily my parents' generation, but, but like the. You, and you know what kind of person I'm talking about? Oh, you I know. know like
1: you're talking about. Yeah,
0: um, they they just walk strut around as if like they're
1: untouchable. It's like, dude, you're a human being just dude, like everybody we, else. We see it. Yeah. We see it all the time with the like, entitlement. Oh that's yeah. On there. Yeah, they think we're entitled. Holy shit! Dude. Oh, I yeah. know, man.
0: Fuck. That is one thing I hate about our generation too, though. Is the fact that they think they can get anything they want without having to work for it yeah and there's a lot of them people out there you know um
1: trying to think what about you what do you hate about their generation entitlement definitely uh number one uh kind of like what you were explaining earlier in the fact that I feel like their generation had set rules like on helicopter parenting I think there was more to the idea that you know there was right and wrong you know, it's not this gray area, or it's not this allowed freedom of thinking that's on there. That's a big thing for me that's on there, because I have personal family, and I know of other people that are friends that's on there, where it's only this way that's on there, and you can't think another way Yeah, that's on there. It's, it's very binary, black and white, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't allow the you, you to grow as a right. person to think as your own. That's on there. That's well, um, also a thing I hate about our generation, too, though,
0: is... If you don't, they our generation has the mindset of if you don't agree with me, you're, you're against, against me. Oh yeah, I agree with that. No. Yeah, I hate that too. And that's the dumbest fucking logic you can have. Just because I don't agree with you doesn't necessarily mean I'm your enemy. You know, like hey, let's talk it out. You know, let's figure out if we have any sort of common ground on
1: something. You know, you don't need to attack the person personally. Because, you're attacked, because your idea is being attacked. And even if at the end of the day we don't come to an agreement that's on there, as long as I don't do any harm on you, you don't do any harm on me.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And, I people mean, are going to be different,
0: man. And there's no reason to be hostile towards somebody personally. I mean, I get it. I, I, I attack people's ideas all the fucking time. And people think I'm personally attacking them. like... You're, I'm, I'm assuming you're a good person. Like, <laughs> I don't care what who you are. I just don't think the way you're thinking is, is correct. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here's why. And then they go like, Oh, how could you say that about me? It's like I'm not saying that about you. I'm saying that about your idea. You know. Right. And they and people are very married to their ideas. They're very tribal with it. It's either either you're with us or you're against us. That's what I hate about the uh, the whole binary and
1: black and white kind of. You now, that as a positive on. Uh, millennials, is I feel like we are more open to ideas. And, I, and you know what th- that's
0: part of? The internet. You know? Um, the internet, we can actually get our own information. Right. You know, like, we, we're we not beholden to the gatekeepers of, of mass media anymore. You know, like, if I wanted to know the true stats of coronavirus, I'm not going to ABC News. I'm going to Twitter. You know? I'm going to uh, my own personal, the, the old the websites that I trust. Right. You know, because they're giving me more unbiased, here's the facts, now form your own opinion kind of style. Right. You know, like that's why we were talking about this earlier. That's why I'm watching Facebook streams about the riots instead of actually Mm -hmm. MSNBC or whoever the fuck else is covering it, you know, WWT, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Kind of also like, in the idea of setting their ways versus being open is kind of to the idea of like, science and technology meshing with each other. To where I feel like millennials are more about the idea of work smarter, not harder. Whereas, you know, that generation is more along the lines of you got to work and work and you got to beat yourself to death. And then eventually you get to retire when you're 65. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that did Climbing, th- climbing
0: the ladder. Yeah. Like they think I've been, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but did have you heard this phrase before? you better go to college, otherwise you'll be flipping burgers the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. You heard that before? Yeah, everyone's heard oh, okay. that. okay. Thank God. The last person I had the camera on didn't have never heard that before. And I'm just like, so that I, has I, been just beat into my
1: head since I was a little it kid. It was beaten into my head mm-hmm. that, you know, you had to go to college. Looking back right now, I wish I would have either done a couple different things. Either A, I would have just worked for one year just to kind of understand. Yeah, get your feet wet in the market. Yeah. Well, not only that, just the idea of like how hard it is to work oh yeah (laughs) like just realize realize, okay this is the real world b it would have been like you know go to community college just to get more of an idea of like what i would like to study that's on there because i mean you get thrown in right away to something that's on there you don't know what you're getting right that's on there or like c like the other idea would have just been you know doing both like working and going to college at the same time yeah what what did you end up doing I went to a four-year university right away, but I got forced into like a major that I wasn't for sure that I wanted to study yeah. because of my parents thinking that this is what you have to do. Yeah, this is
0: what you have to do to get a good job, yes, right? exactly. Yeah. What do you go to college for? You get a job. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yes and no, you know, like... Uh...
1: But is that to the fact also, was that what their generation was taught? I don't know. To be honest with you, you know, like I don't That'd know be where a that would be a Because from. I feel like some of it would be that, some of it would be like you have to go to the military. I that's actually where I what I should have done is
0: I feel like I should have taken done a four year stint in the military. Okay, and then because I think every able bodied uh, man uh, should be in uh, should have the mandatory four year service at least. In the There's a lot of things you can learn in that. Mm-hmm. Because one, it'll teach a work ethic. Two, it'll teach you life skills, and three, it'll be make you more hireable anywhere you want to go. And just to clari- <laughs> and just
1: to clarify, you're not saying like you have to go overseas. No, you set, don't have to get deployed. You're no. just saying the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You just have to like whether it be the reserves or if you want to make a career out of it, you can go right on ahead after four years. You know. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I think there should be mandatory service for all, all uh, able-bodied men in the United States. Yeah. I think it'll make a. Uh, A less bitchy of a fucking generation. Right. You know, like, a less, ooh, entitled fucking millennial. You know, that typical fucking social justice warrior I was talking about. You know? It'll actually give you life experience instead of, you know, being a keyboard. What is that? A keyboard fucking... Yeah.
1: I have another question when it comes to, like, the... uh, So, like, production. Okay? So, I feel like our generation can get things done done more production versus theirs it was you know you have to work so many hours to get this thing done oh yeah we are definitely stuck in the uh in the stone
0: age when it comes to like that the five-day work week is what we're trying to get at yeah yeah yeah. like the 40 hours a week like yeah uh 100 percent behind you with that idea because we have the internet (laughs) i mean we can automate most of our jobs but yet we're required to sit there for 40 hours a week it's like why? You know? Mm-hmm. I get... I'm 100% behind you with that. And
1: it's also a thing, like, new science comes out, too, as well, that, you know, too, as well, where it's like, you know, they were like, back then, they were like, you know, if you weighed this certain much amount, you know, you're overweight, you're obese, or whatever, well, there's some people that are really fucking muscular. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the body mass index? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some people that are really muscular that's on there. I've been more... And it's than... because there's been better science, which leads to better training in nutrition. Man. I've been morbidly obese since I was what?
0: 15 years old? <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm five foot ten and 220 pounds. That's yeah. morbidly obese to every single chart you get to. Yeah, you know? you're a muscular dude that's I'm on there. very, very dense. Yeah. I've I'm a strong guy. It's <laughs> <That's Yeah>. like, <laughs> and that's it. Like, it's just muscle weighs more than fat, you know? It's like, right. Uh, I, even in the best shape of my life, I was still obese.
1: Right. You know? So, I, uh, that's something that really frustrates me with that is like, you have to think this way to get this done. And that's, yeah, that's a, honestly, it's a generational thing. Yeah.
0: It'll change, it'll change when we, when we start taking power and control, I think, for sure. Because they're gonna be like, "What is this bullshit? Why the fuck are we voting on Tuesdays <laughs> in the middle of the day? Why do, why do polling's close at seven? Why the fuck? Do, if we can bank online, why can't we vote online? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we're we're gonna. Well, I think you're right. Uh, going back to earlier, when a millennial takes
1: office, things are going to be exponentially better. It's a weird theory. Yeah. I've actually like thought of this for years, but I'm just like. Man, there, there's good and bad in my you know generation. You I really want to run for president? There's, there's good and bad in every generation, but I don't know. I, the, the good that is out of our generation, I really, really like. Yeah. Go ahead with what you're going to say. You know who I want to do, run for president is Joe Rogan. Joe <laughs> Rogan. I think he would win, dude. I really do. <laughs> well, shit, dude. He, he just signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. He he's a hundred million dollar man you know, now. Yeah, you know how much? You know how much stock Spotify is getting right now? I just fucking bought a fuck ton of them. What if the What if the Rock ran for president? I know they've kind of floated that around.
0: I think he would win, dude. Honestly, he or Kanye would win. You know, like, like him and him and him and Kanye's his fucking VP, like. If it's just a popularity contest, that's really all the presidency is now. I mean, we have a fucking reality TV star in there right now. What the fuck? Why wouldn't we win the main actor it's, of Jumanji, it's, it's been proven you know? that it can win. So. Yeah. Like, he's going to rock bottom China.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain on that that's on there. And then, yeah? Yeah. So I am very pro-millennial.
0: Good. That concludes my podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Bye.